Hey there, future celeb, and welcome to How to Be Famous with Whitney Uland. I'm your host, Whitney Uland. Now, I'm a big believer that the world would be a better place if more good-hearted people were able to make a massive impact. And if fame is calling to you, then there is an audience for you, and I'm here to show you how to find it. In this show, we are diving into the art of becoming a self-made celebrity. And no, you do not need a million-dollar ad budget or a team of talented agents. You already have the power inside of you, and I'm here to show you how to unlock it. I'm here to help the talented artists, creatives, and influencers tap into what I call celebrity energy so that you can become the magnet for the opportunities, fame, and success that you know that you were born for. But we're not here just for fame for fame's sake. We're about making a positive impact, sharing your unique voice, and ultimately connecting to like-minded souls who also want to make a massive impact. So join me as we explore the stories, secrets, and strategies to help you shine brighter and leave your mark on this world. Get ready to be inspired, informed, and entertained because this process is really about turning your dreams into a reality and finding the audience that is obsessed with you. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and together we will embark on the journey where I show you how to be famous. Hello, future celeb, and welcome to another episode of the How to Be Famous with Whitney Uland podcast. Thank you so much for joining today. Today's episode is a Q&A that I did live in my book club on Zoom and also on TikTok. If you want to be able to join these free lives, I do at least one a month. Make sure that you are in my book club because that is where I send out the Zoom. I always prioritize the Zoom, the participants on Zoom over people who are on TikTok because I find that it's just easier to answer all the questions from Zoom. So if you have specific questions, maybe you purchased one of my uh, digital courses or you're, you know, just getting getting started in all the, the celebrity energy fun, then uh, make sure to join us in my book club. I also wanted to let you know that this, while this episode comes out, we are in a quantum leap year okay what i mean by that is we are if you if you're not aware this is a leap year which means that this february has an extra day which means this year has an extra day and the truth is that becoming famous becoming a celebrity is really about creating a quantum leap in your life what i mean by that is when you step into this celebrity energy and you tap into this everything in your life is going to change and your like people are going to start treating you differently money is going to start coming to you in a new way your relationships the way that people like even just strangers see you in the world that's all going to change and so what we need to do is regulate your nervous system to make peace with that because even though you want to be a famous you want to be a celebrity right that's why you're here you have a good mission you want to make a positive impact in the world your brain is going to be afraid of all of that change and so really what we have to do is get your brain on board with all that change and the way to do that is by diving into these interpersonal relationships so for the month of february we are doing a deep dive on upgrading your identity creating a quantum leap year for you this leap year so for the month of february we are going to dive into these four core relationships because whatever drama there is in your interpersonal relationships is the exact drama that is keeping you from your celebrity energy that is keeping you stuck at the current level of fame that you are at no matter where you're at if you're just getting started or you're already you know past well past the million mark then this is still taking things to the next level is going to be about renegotiating these interpersonal relationships so what the four relationships are the first one is going to be to your family the second to your you know your society your community your peers your friends third is to your romantic partners or lack thereof and then the fourth is your relationship to money as we address each of these 
then again, everything is going to change in your life and you're going to start creating quantum leaps. But we got to make sure that your nervous system is on board. So that's what we are going to be doing for the month of February. If you are hearing this in real time, now is the perfect time to join. If you're hearing this late, don't worry. You can join and listen to the replays. We keep all of the replays in our in our vault on uh, the Self-Made Celebrity. So this is in my group coaching program, the Self-Made Celebrity. Again, it's a six-month coaching program, but making sure to really use this one month is honestly like what I'm a big believer in is create a quantum leap every single month. Every single month you should be almost like embarrassed of who you were the month before because that's how much things should be changing in your life. That's how much things should be shifting. And that's how like you really can become a success overnight. You can blow up overnight and be able to create those results that you are super excited by. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you inside the Cellmate Celebrity. The link is in the bio. Okay, I'm going to go live here on TikTok real quick and then we will like officially get started. Okay, so y'all who are on the TikTok, I'm sorry, if you are on Zoom, welcome. You win. For those of y'all who are tuning in on TikTok live or listening to their podcast recording of this, if you want to join these calls live, make sure that you are a member of my book club because that's where the link is always posted. And that's where I can, you know, give the most coaching. I'm here though today. I want to answer as many questions as I possibly can. I have been getting so many requests for, you know, consults or asking for one-on-one support. I know that my, you know, six-month mentorship is not accessible to everyone. So that's why I host these calls so that I can answer as many questions as possible. So make sure to just drop them in the chat if there's something that you have been wondering with. What are y'all struggling with? What are you looking to learn? Before we get to that, I guess I'll just, because I'm not seeing any questions come in, I'm just going to give y'all an exercise. So soul contract. Ooh, I love this. Okay. So I got this question. Let me start with this. So Alexis, I'm going to come back to this question because I'm so excited to answer it, but this is what I want to share with y'all. So to be famous, to be a celebrity, you have to know how to share your consciousness and to ultimately scale your consciousness so that you can share it with the world. Now, what does that mean? At worst, people like to say, this is you selling your soul. Now, obviously that's not true. You're not selling your soul, but you are connecting your soul with other people's souls. Now, the easiest way that you can think about this is that in order to become a celebrity, to become I'm sorry, in order to be famous, you have to have celebrity energy. Now, celebrity energy is that it factor. It's that je ne sais quoi. It's that thing that people just want to look at. And at the simplest form, it is the ability to have people want to either be you, date you, or be your best friend. You can kind of divide like where you are at. And and the, the trifecta is when you're all three, right? Like I think of Taylor Swift and Beyonce are like two perfect examples of that. Although I would say I'm a little too intimidated by Beyonce to want to be her friend, but I am like, I want to be her or I would love to date her. Right. So I think though, and all of us, again, I don't want to like put, I don't want you to put yourself in a box, but I think having that can be really helpful as a way of framing like, Oh, how do I connect to my audience? Right. How do I create followers? How do I create fame? It's really just about helping people to fall in love with you. Now, what this looks like is, and this is like, this is where it gets a little bit tricky, right? And this is where my mission is to help good hearted artists, creators, and influencers become famous because there's two ways that you can, you create fame. And it really comes down to actually, it's really just this one way where you trigger people. So to get the resource of fame, which is just the resource of people's attention, 
you have to just trigger them. Now, the ways that you can do this, this is where there's two ways. The first way is to scare people, right? That's like the news. It's these things that we can't like, yes, I do have veneers. <laughs> this is just on the top. This is one of those things where you can't help, but like look away from something. It's like that whole like rubbernecking thing where you're driving and there's a car accident and you can't help, but look at it. That is like, it has the, uh, it has your attention, right? So the news does this, right? The news will, is really good at getting your attention by using fear. A lot of accounts will do that as well. Now, the other way that you can do that, thank you, is by saying it is by being a mirror for people being what I call a karmic mirror. Now people are going, you are going to, the more authentic that you are, the more that you create celebrity energy, then the more you are going to, thank you, Natasha, the more you are going to be able to attract people into your life based on where you're at. Now, fame, the research of fame is neither good nor bad. It's just going to be a reflection of who you are. Now, here's where it gets a little bit tricky. The way to do this is something that empaths, that good-hearted, evolved people are naturally really good at. And this is something that I would like to offer is called mirroring. So it's that thing, like I'm sure that a lot of y'all know how to do this, where it's like, you know, when you meet people and they're just like, you're able to instantly connect with them, right? Like I went on a date last night and I was like, this man is fully falling in love with me. <laughs> right? Like it's this ability for people again, to fall in love with you because you know how to make them feel comfortable. You know how to make them feel seen. You know how to make them feel loved and supported. That is something that em empathetic people naturally know how to do very quickly. Now, the issue is that that's also something that narcissists know how to do. Narcissists know how to control and manipulate people by what's like, it's like actually called mirroring. So basically very quickly they can, we both speak fast. I love this. Yeah, I do speak very fast and I also just had coffee. So, but anyway, this is something that narcissists will do is that they know how to manipulate people. They do this by mirroring. So they also know how to make people fall in love with them very quickly. Now, so we have kind of these two camps, right? We have these narcissists who do, who know how to make people fall in love with them and use that for their gain, right? Maybe they just are people that use that in their personal life to manipulate, you know, you know, you think about like a narcissist, they're using that to manipulate women, but then there's also, sorry, my extra sex. So there's also a way of doing that where, sorry, I got thrown. I muted my phone and I'm not sure why his messages are popping up right now. But so narcissists know how to do that to manipulate people. And then empaths know how to do that for good. Now, the issue is that narcissists will also, so there are people, this is where I was at. Thank you, Alexis. I appreciate that. There are people who will do that to manipulate people in their day-to-day -day life. But if you are someone who, okay, I want to come back to this comment about trigger content. So if you, there, there are, sorry, I really got so thrown just now. I'm frustrated that that happened. <sighs> okay. So there is a, people will do that in their day-to-day -day life, but then someone who wants to be famous, who is also a narcissist will do that to create fame very quickly. This is where we get this whole like idea that like people in Hollywood or people who are famous are bad because a lot of them are, they know how to mirror. They know how to get people to like them. Now there's also though the, the people who are empaths, right? Who are lights who naturally know how to get people to feel close to them, to feel safe, to feel seen to heal, to do all of these things. And that is going to, ha and, but those people, those of us who are in that state are not naturally going to feel like it is safe for us to create fame. And we're not going to also know how to leverage that exact skill to create fame. The reason is that 
we care. We're so aware of other people's thoughts. We're so like aware of how we're coming across. We don't want to trigger people like, right. Like this one comment, like trigger content is iffy, right? Like, I don't want to upset people. I don't want to have haters in my comment section. Like, I don't want to just scare people. Right. And so, and then we also have this dialogue of like, you know, what are other people going to think if they see me putting myself out there? Like, it's going to feel cringy. The the people who have the same mirroring skill that are narcissists, they don't give a shit about that. So they are more likely to go after fame. So who I help are the artists, creatives, and influencers who are good of all people who are aware of why it seems cringy or the negative side effects of fame or whatever. And ultimately to help y'all feel safe being seen by massive amounts of people so that you can use your gift to be a actual light, right? Like I want you to think about like the verse, the like lighthouse versus a vampire, right? Like the Olivia Rodrigo song, right? The fame fuckers, those you basically it's, you're both doing the same thing. And yet the narcissist will just do it. And the empaths and lighthouses need the support to overcome their brains. So ultimately all this comes down to though, y'all know from my page is tapping into that celebrity energy, creating that magnetism. So there's four things that I want y'all to start considering is if you want to create celebrity energy and become that magnet and be that person who holds the space for multiple people and expand your levels of fame, increase your following, increase your audience, increase your, you know, maybe you're an artist and you want to get into a certain gallery or maybe like whatever it is, you want to increase your visibility and you want to increase your impact. The way to do that is going to be to feel safe being seen by massive amounts of people. So what we have to do is rewire your brain and hack your nervous system so that you actually feel safe to do that. And there are four main categories that you want to be looking at for potential like holes that you might have in and like where you are getting blocked by this. So this if and. The thing also about this, so celebrity is a mindset. It is an identity. You have to be a celebrity before you create the resource of fame. Okay. So you have to step into that and embody the, the identity of someone who is already a celebrity. And that's, what's going to magnetize people and pull them into your audience. So with that being said, it is going to change all of the areas of your life to tap into celebrity energy. It's not like, and this is another reason why some of us are so afraid of this is that it, our brains know that it is a literal quantum leap. Okay. Like everything in your life will change when you know how to tap into this, the way that people speak to you is going to change the people who are interested in, you know, dating you is going to change the people who are the way that people like strangers talk to you, the way that your family talks to you, the amount of money that you make, literally everything will expand when you step into this, because the way that we do one thing is the way that we do everything. So when you are stepping into celebrity energy, I keep touching my mouth because I just got Botox, which is so funny because the very first viral video I had was a Botox fail about when I get Botox on my lips and I just did it. So this time it's not a fail, but I do still feel funny talking. So anyway, the work here is these four categories. So if you are um, struggling, you want to amplify, amplify your fame, then I want you to um, demonstrate. And those of y'all who are in the Zoom, you can drop this into the chat if you want specific like questions or, an or answered about this or you want coaching around this. But the four things that you want to be looking at if you want to increase your fame increase your celebrity energy is your first off your well actually i'm going to add a fifth one i just realized that so the first one is going to be your relationship to your family okay the second one is going to be your relationship to partners we got some balloons happening in the zoom room here the third one is going to be your relationship to your friends the fourth one is going to be your relationship to money 
And then the fifth one is going to be your relationship to yourself. So those are going to be the five categories where if you are kind of like, I'm stuck, but I don't know what to work on and you want to amplify, then think of those five categories. I'm just going to write them down since I just added a new one so that I don't forget so that we can coach on it. So I said, your family, your friends, yourself. That was the one I added. I don't know why that wasn't, that should have been number one, your money and then your partners. So your romantic love. So whichever ones of those, like, where is it that you feel blocked? If y'all want to, so Madison says a lot of those categories kind of suck for me. So here's, okay. And someone else says I'm stuck on all of those. So here's the thing that is amazing news about that. If you are like, I'm stuck with all of those, that's totally fine. Because again, the way, when you change one thing, it's going to change who you are as a person, which then is going to change everything about your life. So all of the other things will clear up as well. So I want you to think about like money and friends. Okay, great. So what we, and like, that's the other thing. And maybe this is why I hadn't originally included the relationship to yourself is because your relationship to money is just about your relationship to yourself. But I think if we look at those five categories, then it's going to clear those up. So what Madison, if you want to give me a little brain dump in the comments, then I'm happy to give you to like, give you some coaching on this, or if anyone else does as well, this is, I'll try and come to the the comments on zoom, but for those of y'all who I'm sorry, I will try to come to the comments on TikTok. But for those of y'all who are on TikTok, I am hosting this on Zoom. So that's where I'm going to be giving the most of my attention to. If you want to join us in the Zoom room, you can head the link in my bio, or I'm sorry, the link on my Instagram has that Zoom room. So you can join us there. So let's see. And I just wanted to uh, go back to though to this. So trigger comment content is iffy. How do you navigate the over-the-top negative trigger content for clients? So I actually do not encourage my clients to create negative trigger contents. Those would say, those are the people that are trying to fear monger and, or are narcissists. So those are not my people. I don't encourage them to do that at all. The, 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 when I'm saying triggering, I mean, people who are triggering, triggering because they are karmic mirrors. So when I, when you, when anyone expands and then they authentically showcase that, then that is going to trigger people inherently because it's going to show people a gap between where you are and where they want and where they are. And it's going to show this divide of where people want to be, right? Like for example, Sophia Ritchie. Now, obviously she's a Nepo baby. There's a lot of things behind it, but part of the reason that we love her is because she's so aspirational, right? Like she just had this beautiful baby gender reveal and it was like very intimate. It was at home. It was like, like to me, I watched it and I was, I'm using the word triggered because for me, I was like, that is something that I want. I really want a partner who's like a partner in family and a partner in like building that together. And so when I say triggered, I don't mean, oh my God, I'm so upset. I mean, like I was inspired, triggered. I saw something that I want and that I want to go after. As an artist, creative, or influencer, your job is to continually transcend yourself. The more that you transcend yourself and then bring people on that journey, the more you are going to be able to help the people who have not transcended that yet. But it's also going to be triggering because people haven't done that work yet. So there are going to be people who are inspired by it. And then there are going to be people that are like, fuck you, you and your exorbitant wealth, you do X, Y, and Z. Right. And so again, I don't recommend my clients intentionally trigger people, but you are going to inherently when you transcend yourself and bring people on that journey, whether that is through your music, whether that is through your podcast, whether that is through your TikTok, as you show people a different reality and a different future, it is going to inherently trigger people triggered for good or triggered for bad. Okay. I want to go back to Alexis had a, com- a content or a comment. 
Can you break down the idea of soul contracts and how it relates to being famous? I don't fully understand that yet. Yes. So one of my friends, her name is Megan Norris. She is an excellent divorce coach. If someone is going through a divorce, I cannot recommend her highly enough. She also just started a group program. She DM'd me and she is someone who I'm watching become famous right now, which is, and again, she's the perfect example. She's just a friend. She's not a client. But of someone with such an important message where she has transcended herself, she has gotten to the place where she has overcome so much baggage with her divorce. And now she is helping other people do that. Now, she could be someone who just goes and helps people, right? Who just shows up. Maybe she meets people online. Maybe she gets referrals, whatever. She did that for a while, right? And I think she made pretty good money as a divorce coach. She worked with like high EQ women who were like already CEOs and stuff. I would bet that she charged she charged these like powerful CEO women like 20 grand to work with her. Like that's actually probably an accurate number. And yet now she's at this place where she's like, I want to help more people. I don't want to just be rich. I want to be able to make an impact, right? And so now she's creating the resource of fame, the resource of people's attention so that she can help more people. So what she's done is she's changed her program. Now she has a group program. It's obviously much more affordable. And then she also though, because she is... um, she's making money and she has a bigger audience. Now she can also help people for free because people are consuming her, her, or her Instagram. They're consuming her newsletter. I don't know if she's a podcast, but she is able to help people at all different levels. So I'm sure that there are people who are still paying her, you know, five figure checks to work with her, but then they can help her at lower rates and for free as well. That is, again, she's the perfect example. She has transcended herself and now she's opening up to be able to let more people in more people. I know that that's what like y'all too. If you're listening to this, there is something that you have transcended. You've overcome. And now you want to amplify yourself. I like you, I would like for y'all, maybe you're not familiar with this. I know this is like a very like businessy term, but there's this idea in a business that it's called, there's a book called Nail It, Then Scale It. And basically the idea behind this is that you get a product, you make it so fucking good and then you scale it. Now scaling it means moving it to, to be in front of more and more people. So even in my own coaching business, I started it as a coach for one-on-one. I started this work back in 2017 and I was a one-on-one coach for a long time. And then I got to the point that I was like, okay, now I want to help more people. And so I had this product, which was me. And now I'm, and then it was like, now it's time to scale it. I started scaling my business when I was in, in, when it was 2021. This is the exact same thing for creating fame. You have to create the resource of fame, create celebrity energy, get really good at this authenticity of this transcendence of bringing people along it. And then you're going to scale your consciousness, meaning you are going to get that out in front of more and more people. You can also leverage your fame for more fame. So once you have a following, that's when then you're going to start getting on other people. That's when like, you know, it's kind of like the idea of like, in Hollywood, right? This person just did have this breakout role. Now everyone wants them because everyone, and and this person wants to leverage that, right? Like I think of Renee Raff is a really great example where it's like, she started on Broadway. So she created fame there. I, I feel like she maybe had like a YouTube career or something. I'm not exactly positive, but then she was able to leverage that for getting on sex lives of college girls for then building out her music career for getting on the mean girls movie. So once you have it, so she nailed it. She nailed it by being really specific and really good at what she did, being really fucking authentic, having the it factor, right? Like I saw her perform 
in Mean Girls on Broadway, she definitely fucking had it then, but she hadn't scaled it to the amount of masses that she has now. Does this all make sense to y'all? So with this idea of soul contracts, I'm a very spiritual person. If you're not, that's totally okay. I also can break this down in terms of like neuroscience, right? But I do like this idea of a soul contract where the people who you are designed or there are, it's this idea that you, there are people that you are almost destined to inspire. Okay. So these, and like this, again, I I do want to start talking more about spirituality because it's something that's very important to me, but it's not something that I've like felt um, comfortable sharing yet because there was a, (laughs) there's just a big history with it. But basically it's this idea of like, there were, there are people. So, okay. How do I say this? For example, I believe that my son is a soulmate of mine. When I say soulmate, I'm not talking like we are lovers. Obviously that's fucking creepy when I'm talking about my son. I mean, this is a person who is meant to be in my life to teach me a very specific lesson. And I personally believe that this son of mine is in every life of mine. Maybe there's another life in like a different world or whatever, where, you know, I'm his child. He's my dad. Right. Or whatever. Maybe we're different genders. I don't know. There's, there is no answer for spirituality, which is what makes it so beautiful. But I am so clear that fucking kid saved my life. He taught me about myself. He pulled me, he showed me, this is who the fuck you are. You are stronger than you think. Like all of these lessons that I could not, I don't believe I could have learned without giving birth to my child. And so for me, I feel that I have a soul contract with my child. Hopefully there's also a like partner out there that I have a soul contract with. Right. But even like there are partners, like I, you know, my, my ex-girlfriend, I think she came into my life at the time that like, we needed to help each other kind of be like a life raft for each other. I think she's a soulmate of mine, right? We have this like soul contract and probably in other lives, we help each other in other ways too. Now I would like to offer that your audience are and so, and this is what it's funny. Cause Megan is the one who said this. She said, Fame is just having soul contracts with lots of people. So I personally, this is just, again, I don't want you to get hung up on this. If this goes against your beliefs, I love to think about this idea though. There is a philosophy that every person has seven lives. Okay. And that in these seven lives, it's an ultimate transcendence. And again, if this doesn't speak to you, no worries at all. It just is something that's helpful for me to think about is that in each of these lifetimes, we are transcending ourselves. I personally believe that artists, creatives, influencers, and healers have gone through more lifetimes than most people. Okay. So like if this, this is actually one of my favorite questions to ask over dinner, if I'm like meeting new people is to be like, if we have seven lives, then which life number do you think that you are on and why that's just a fun, like conversation starter but something to think about for yourself is like, what, what feels called to you? I personally, the first gut instinct I had is that I am on six or seven, but I really do think seven. And that's just like a gut reaction. That's just kind of how I feel. But I also really believe, like I can look back at the thoughts that I was having when I was a child. I have always been questioning mortality. I have always been questioning spirituality. I have always, it's like, I came to earth with some sort. And also I have, I came to earth with a light. I see that in my son as well. If I'm not on life seven, he sure as hell is like that kid has like so much wisdom behind his eyes. And it's so funny. I know everyone's obsessed with their, their own kid, but everyone collectively is also obsessed with my kid. Like he is a fucking ray of sunshine and just like the sweetest kid. Now I believe the artists, creatives, influencers, healers, we are all further along that journey of how many lives we have lived than maybe the average person. So a soul contract would be with people who maybe in this life 
they are people that you are going to help transcend their life by inspiring them, by teaching them, by healing them, by entertaining them. And this is why, and maybe in another life, those were the people who helped you, right? Like there's also this construct. This is what I like to think about if this theory is real with the seven lives is that there are, how do I say this? if it, like time is relative, right? Like if we actually, if you look at like Albert Einstein's theory of relativity, we like time doesn't actually move linearly. That's only the way that we as humans perceive that. I know again, that this is getting a little bit woo woo, but it is all based in science, right? Now, if that is true and you did have seven lives, then they don't necessarily have to happen linearly. So it's possible again, that maybe my life number one is the next one that I'm going to go to. And in that life, that's where my baby is my parent, right? Or whatever the fuck, right? So that's something to think about. It's like, maybe right now you have soul contracts with all of these people where your job is to help inspire them, delight them, entertain them, heal them, like help them get to a better, happier place. And maybe in a past life, they helped you do the same thing. So that's the idea of the soul contract. Again, take what works for you, leave what doesn't. I think it's a really beautiful idea. And I like this idea that if you were a celebrity, you have a soul contract with multiple people and that it's actually your destiny. Remember your desires are your dharma. Your destiny is to follow your desires. This is something I just did a podcast episode with one of my previous clients. I'm so excited to share it with y'all because she has created a hundred thousand followers in like three months. She just quit her job and is like full-time influencing now. And she's incredible. I'm so excited to share her story with y'all. But we were talking about how she was someone who she got her start because she was like, I want to inspire people who are breast cancer survivors. She's like, that's something that I've been through, right? She's transcended. And now she wants to inspire other people. So that was a desire she had was to help people. And then she also had this other desire to be famous, but she didn't necessarily realize until she heard my work that those are one in the same. So you have this desire to be famous. And again, a lot of my work is just giving y'all permission that you are meant to be famous. And what we're going to do is match that with your desire to help inspire and entertain people. Once you match that, then it becomes, then you become a catalyst. The way that we do this is overcoming your brain's natural instinct and your brain's natural inclination so that you can do that work, right? Because otherwise, like you think about like, I wanted to start a YouTube channel when I was in high school and I was too afraid. So there were 10 years of my life that I just didn't put myself out there because I was afraid. Now I needed that time. I lived 45 billion lifetimes in my twenties, but think of how many more people I could have helped had I started 10 years ago. Right. And again, no shade. I'm starting it now. I'm proud of myself. I needed to learn the lessons that I needed to learn in those, in my twenties so that now I have things to talk about, but I just want to offer that. Like there is no better time than now to start sharing whatever you have transcended, right? Like for example, I, one of my clients right now, she's going through the exact same BFA program that I went through when I was in college. And I look at her and I'm like, she can absolutely, she has transcended so much. She can help people who are behind where she's at, even though she's, you know, eight years younger than me or whatever, she can still help people. Right. And it's the same thing I could have too. I just didn't see it. And my brain was totally in my way. So that's why I love helping. Like I help, you know, that my client Lori that I was just sharing who just hit hundred K followers, she she's in her fifties. So she got started later in life, but I, and I love that. And I love that now she gets to be an example of someone who started later in life and is still a fucking like baller influencer, right? Like how many people that is she able, and now right. Like her platform is like helping cancer survivors, helping people feel beautiful, helping people laugh. She's a comedian, right? So wherever you are at, it's about sharing your 
transformation with who is behind you. Okay. Let me read these comments. Yes. Spirituality has absolutely helped. It absolutely helps with celebrity energy. Okay. I heard another YouTuber talk about how certain fans attach negative cords onto celebrities, which hurts the celebrities a lot. Interesting. So I would say like, I think that we have to remember with like these ties is that they're two way. So this is where, again, I want you to imagine, I think that a lot of artists, creatives, healers, influencers get, can get, they start to feel like if they have an audience, then it's just going to like run away with them. And then they're going to have haters and they're not going to know what to do. And like, you know, blah, 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 blah. The truth is though, you get to create and manifest the type of audience that you want the type of audience that naturally loves you, the type of audience that is a mirror to you, right? Like how many people are here? Yeah. So Madison, you're a Reiki master. I love that. I love Reiki. So y'all are all fucking spiritual queens. Like I know you're not all women, right? Like not trying to gender it, but it's like, I can share about how like I was abused by a religion and how this has defined my spirituality. And when I share those in intimate parts of myself, y'all are like, oh my God, same. There's something about that or something about my story that you're like, wow, same. I have spiritual gifts. You might not have known that. Energetically, I shared that, right? Abraham Hicks and is it Bashar? Is that how you say it all the way? So a hundred percent. It's like you like attracts like, you get to decide. And 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 the other thing is when you're in a state of fear, which is the enemy to creating fame, that's when you're going to inadvertently attract the clients or I'm sorry, attract the audience that doesn't like you. Now there is the energetics behind it. But again, if that's too woo, -woo let me break it down. So if you have this thought, I want to put myself out there, but I'm going to get haters, whatever the thought is, right? My hometown's going to find me my whatever, which by the way, I just have to say like anything that you have been afraid of with your audience, I could probably actually disprove to you which I like to do because I want to give you evidence that something else could be possible. Like for example, oh my God, people from my hometown are going to see it. When I have people from my hometown see my stuff, it lights me up. They're always so nice about it. They're so proud of me. They're like, I've been rooting for you since we were 12. So there's that. Also something I hear a lot is what about privacy? Now, of course you have to be safe, but also I am such a believer. This is something my dad taught me before he passed away. And it always stuck with me. He taught me that if you want, he, he was always worried about my physical safety. So something that he taught me was, and he read all these studies. I have no quote for this. This, this was when I was like 14, but he basically said, when you are confident, you are less likely to be attacked. Okay. That was literally what he was talking about. He knew I loved New York city. He knew one day I was going to want to move there. And he said, if you are confident, you, then you are going to intimidate the people who are abusive. I am not trying to get into victim blaming here. I'm not trying to say that like, if you have been assaulted or attacked or anything, it is not your fault. hundred percent. It's not like confidence can just stop everything, right? That is not what I'm trying to say. And yet things happen that are outside of our control, but what can we control? We can control our confidence. We can control the energy with which we are giving off. And we can energetically set boundaries where we say, this is okay and this is not. It's this idea of, you know, for example, I share this a lot, but like when I lived in New York City and I got on the subway, if someone came on late at night and was scary, I would shift my energy. I would, especially if I was alone, I would turn my energy completely off so that this person didn't see me. Then there are also times where I could shift it in a way of being like, don't fuck with me, right? Like whenever I would get cat callers, 
I would just like literally glare them in the eye and they would all back down. Right now, obviously, again, that's not going to protect you all of the time, but it is something that you can do that's in your control. So all of this said, the energy that you're giving out is going to change. Oh, and so the reason that I'm sharing that is because the only experiences that I have, like I have felt, and I also moved from New York. So there's that, but the more famous I become, the more safe I feel. And I don't actually think it's a naive safety. I think that it is because I am so confident and because I know how to hold my power and stay in my magnetic energy that I, it's like energetically, I am able to repel the people and hold my, my ground and say, that's not okay. This is okay. Right? Like, and the way that this, again, if we want to look at like the cognitive way of looking at this, if you have this thought of like, my audience is going to hate me. And then you feel afraid. How do you show up when you're feeling afraid? You either don't show up or you're like, well, I'm going to prove that I'm safe. And anytime you are in a proving energy, you are going to be poking the bear. You are going to be like, imagine if you're in the grocery store and someone says, have a nice day, but they are having a shitty day and they are being threatening. You're going to fucking feel that, right? It has nothing like 92% of communication is nonverbal. I'm going to say that again. 92% of communication is nonverbal. So the things that you say are not as important as how you say them, the energy by which you are transmuting them. So whether you are someone who you're like, I know how to show up when I'm creating, but then as soon as I start, like, for example, I know when I'm on stage performing, but as soon as I have to audition, that's when it goes loose. Right? So that means that it's like, it's not your voice. It's not the technique. It's the energy that you're doing it with. So we're going to shift. So Madison has a question, how do you shift? So yeah. So we do this in two ways. So the first thing is going to be rewiring your brain. This is getting really clear on what those thoughts are. Of course, with all of this, I, this is what I teach clients how to do. So if you're like, I'm ready to do this, I want to deep dive. I do have low offer or low cost digital courses. This would be the celebrity energy starter pack. And then also if you're like, no, I'm ready to invest, then that would be the self-made celebrity, which is my six month coaching program. So the way that we do this is the first thing is rewire your brain. This is going to be getting very clear. What is my brain doing? How is it showing up? How is it trying to protect me? What is it trying to protect me from? And then the second thing is going to be rebalance and rewire your nervous system. So what we're going to do is get really, and the reason we also need to rebalance your nervous system is because remember what we're selling is your consciousness. So if we're putting your consciousness out into the world, then it it can't have that blocked, guarded, jaded, proving energy. So you have to actually feel safe doing it. Fame is not a resource that you can create while being afraid. There are so many resources you can create. You can create money. You can lose weight. You can create a relationship. Like you can do so many things, but you can't from a state of fear unless, I mean, I guess if you were, oh, I don't even think this is true. Cause I was going to say you could create an audience that hates you, or you could create an audience that is afraid of you by being in a state of fear. But I even think that the people that do that actually just are not afraid. They just do it. And that's why it works. So it's kind of this idea of like, if you are, like the, there are people that literally are like, yeah, I just don't give a shit what, what haters say. And so because of that, they show up in a way where they're kind of poking the bear. You can do that. That is a strategy. Like one of my favorite creators, Courtney Johnson says, trolls are tools. 
you can absolutely do that and bait people for attention. That is not something I enjoy doing. It doesn't feel good to me, but I have a, I'm very sensitive. I'm extremely emotionally sensitive. I'm a little Pisces queen. So that's not what I teach my clients how to do. And it's not something I'm necessarily like, I recommend doing this, but you obviously can, if you want to increase the fame. So that's how we're going to shift that is by getting really clear on what are these thoughts and then also rebalancing your nervous system so that you actually feel safe doing it. Okay. Sophia says it also helps working with gratitude. I love that. An example is if someone in your hometown sees your comment thinking, oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing and said, think I'm so grateful for this opportunity to prove to myself that I'm destined for this path. And I was able to deal with that. I love that. That's so, that's so beautiful. I think another thing that I've been thinking about, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I think it's going to tie in. So I've been thinking about, you know, I'm working through like my divorce and a lot of grief and thinking, letting go of like this past version of me who thought that this was my person, right? Who thought that I was going to grow old with this person, who thought that I was going to have a family, have a life, all of this. It's, it's easy for me to focus on that. But instead, what I can shift it to is how I actually, there's a part in my future, there's a time in my future where I'm going to like fall in love. And I'm going to get engaged and I'm going to get to like have a wedding and like, not in a way of like, I need to hurry and do this because I need a life partner, but I'm like, oh my God, these experiences are all ahead of me. Like how exciting is that? Same for y'all, right? Like if you have this, someone in your hometown pops up and it's like, oh, how exciting is it going to be for this person from my hometown to get to like, look at me on Good Morning America or to go to Barnes and Noble and see my book and to like, be like, I know her, right? Like how exciting is that? How exciting is it that like you are like, it's going to be so fun y'all like to, to be able to, you know, sign a book deal or the, the moment that you get that you hit a hundred thousand followers or whatever it is really focusing on how that, how exciting that is and how it's going to feel in your body and being like grateful for it and grateful for the experiences that you're having. Like right now it's like, I don't know who my life partner is, but it's like so exciting that I get to find out. Right. And so I get to focus on that instead of focusing on like, but who are they? What if it takes me five years? What if it takes me 10 years? And what if like, I can't get pregnant by then? My brain wants to spiral all of the time. Be like, what if it's a ticking time, you know, whatever. And like, what if by then my baby is my current baby is 18 and like, I don't want more kids, you know, whatever. Instead it's like, no, I get to fall in love. I get to have this experience. I get to meet this person. It's so exciting. It's so fun. And also one of the ways that it's exciting and fun is to think about how like that person, whoever they are, they're already born, right? They literally already exist. And like, how fun is it going to be that like any day I could meet them any day we could have our first date, right? Like literally things can happen overnight. That's the same for y'all. And if you can stay in that energy of like, this could like my client, Lori, who I brought on, we started working together in the first week. She had her first 1 million, like, viral video. How exciting is that, that you are going to have that, whatever that next goal is for you. If you can really just stay in that energy, that's going to feel so good. I usually block people from my hometown. I know it's from fear because of past experiences. I think that's totally fair, Madison. I don't show up on Instagram as much because of, because it's just been harder for, it's also a different platform that I don't really understand all of, if I'm being honest, but it is a lot harder to hold belief in yourself and belief in where you're going when other people's opinions get in the way of it, right? So I actually do, I'm a firm believer of like, hold on to your visions until you feel like you can share them with people, right? Do that work of, and get to the place that you do feel safe and you do feel better and before sharing it. And then naturally, you're actually just like, 
it's like you won't even have the conscious choice of like, okay, is it time to unblock them or whatever? Cause you just like won't give a shit or they'll find you in another way and be impressed by you. What's really fucking fun though is when, so I remember being at a family reunion and it was like everyone being like, so when are you going to get a real job? Now, when I have a viral video blow up, some of those same family members will comment on it and they'll say something that is, it's so funny because they're never actually engaging with the video. What they're doing is they're in the comment section trying to signal to other people in the comment section, hey, I know her. She's a family member of mine. They're not even really talking to me because if they were talking to me, they would just DM me and be like, I love this video. No, they are using, they are trying to leverage my fame to say, hey, I'm important too because fame is status, right? And so people want to be connected to people who have influence, who have status. And so that's going to be, that's going to happen to you as well. So that's another thing you can be excited about. Like all these people who don't understand what I'm doing, there's going to be a time that they do and that they're proud of me and not in a way of like, let me prove them. It's like, no, they're genuinely going to finally see what you've seen in your brain. And in the meantime, if that's not something that you have, if your family, friends, community are not people that like get it and have done it and been through it, then like, I really recommend getting in a community that does. This is why I moved to my program. The self-made celebrity is because I started working with clients one-on-one And then once I shifted to a group solution, that was where clients started getting faster results. And the reason is because they finally had a community where they're, and that helps re-regulate your nervous system. That's where you actually start feeling safe. So even if it's just, if you're not in place to, to invest, join my free book club. But if you are like, I'm serious about this, I'm ready, I'm tired of being stuck, then join us, right? Like get in the group, get your ass in there. I know it's scary to invest, but this whole work is about renegotiating your relationship to fear. The hardest thing that you're going to do is release the money to circulate the money. And again, remember some of this work, there's those five categories, right? The family, the friends, yourself. These are the relationships you you have to work on to become a celebrity, family, friends, yourself, money, and your partners. So if you're someone that really is like, and again, I'm not talking to the people that are like, I won't be able to pay my rent if I make this, even if like, you know, you're, we have payment plans and you're like, no, I like actually can't pay for diapers for my kids or whatever. Then like, now it's not the moment. Join my free stuff. Start there. And if you're a person that's hiding behind money excuses, call yourself out on it make the first payment. And then I got you. Cause we're going to coach on money. We're going to coach on that. And there are so many, like, I would say like at least once a week, someone gets coaching on money because that's such a part of it. Okay. I'm currently doing the celebrity starter pack. I left a question word bomb in the Q and a chat, but I feel like I do the work to rewire my brain, but I can't actually seem to ever release the brain, the belief that's keeping me stuck. So Madison, it sounds like you might be in that manifesting in the model thing for the celebrity starter pack. It is just a DIY course. So it's not one that I provide coaching on. So of course, if you're like, I actually want support, then join us in the, in the self-made celebrity. And if you want to reach out to my business manager, we can just discount the, the rate that you paid. And like, so if you already paid for the starter pack, we can take that amount off of the top so that you were just like upgrading if that makes sense to get this, the full support that you need, but it sounds like you're doing the word vomit part. So that's the manifesting in the model. So it, once you had that awareness, then the work is going to be in that, in those next modules, which is going to be the emotional processing and the self-compassion. And that's, and then also, you know, taking the action, right. Taking the actions that solidify this. How difficult is this work? Because my issues and traumas are deep. So Jasmine, I'm going to say this, if you are not functioning, then therapy is going to be the solution. Okay. If you are functioning and you have process, like if you have like sexual assault, abuse, 
things like that, they should probably be dealt with in therapy first. I do have clients who do both a hundred percent, but if you are maybe like a good litmus test would be for this is like the traumas that you're talking about. Have you talked about them out loud yet? And can you say them without your body completely shutting down? If no, then go to therapy. That's the place to start that. And then come and coach with me because what we are, like all of my clients are working through heavy shit. Like all of us have been abused. We have all been marginalized against. We have all been, you know, again, that's, that's our dharma as like artists, creators, and influencers is that we go through hard shit, we transcend it, and then we alchemize it and, and share it with someone else. So if you're in a place that you're just now processing it, maybe some memories just pop up, popped up, things like that, then start with therapy and then come back. But that work is going to be your art. That's going to be the things that you talk about at some point in some way. Or And even if you don't talk about it, that's because that's what you've transcended. That's what you're going to help people to do. And so it's like you do need to be. So we are talking about heavy things. We're talking about like how, you know, like abuse impacted the way that we're able to show up. Now we're not diving into the trauma. I'm going to talk to you about it cognitively. So that's kind of why I'm saying like, if you can like say, if you can say it succinctly and like, I don't, I don't want or need to hear all the details, but if you're like, Hey, this experience happened where I was, you know, assaulted or this experience happened where I was abandoned or neglected and I'm not showing up or whatever, or sometimes people don't even realize how that's impacting it. So the fact Jasmine that you even have aware that it's issues and trauma. Like, it sounds like you've already started that, that work of unpacking it, but what might end up happening, Jasmine, is that we might see like, okay, why aren't you showing up today? And we start digging and you're like, and I'm like, so where did we learn this story? And you're like, oh, that makes sense because this X, Y, and Z thing happened. So again, that's why it's important to have processed it first, but then you are going to need to like, it's like with coaching, I'm not helping you work through the trauma necessarily, but I'm helping you see how that trauma is keeping you from moving forward. Does that make sense? And how it's impacting your ability to show up. So those, those, that's kind of like the gauge that I would say. Okay. I'm working on bringing my TikTok energy to Instagram. Cause I know it's just hiding on TikTok and really trying not to be embarrassed of my friends seeing my low views, et cetera. Yeah. That makes so much sense. And I love that you've, so like for you, I think what we want to look at Minnie, is like with, when I said like those five relationships, we'd want to look at like your friends group. So much of this y'all so much of this work is about boundaries and it doesn't always mean cut people out. Toxic people have to go. It's an energetic boundary. It's energetically saying that's not okay with me anymore. It's about getting to the place that your self-concept knows. Yeah, I'm past that. I deserve better than that. And literally holding that energy and letting other people opt out. Okay. That's kind of what I was talking about with like, with my dad, how he shared this thing with me when I was young, where it's like the, the whole idea of like him, how like energetically you can protect yourself from physical danger by being an energetically competent person. That is a boundary. You're like, one of my clients was just, Oh, she shared a good one. Another one of my clients though, was thinking of celebrity energy as dragon ball Z where it's like this, oh, oh, this was hers. This is so good. Her name's Erica. I'll shout her out if I ever make a TikTok about this because I was like, that's such a good idea. If y'all have seen the movie Twilight, fuck, now I'm going to forget it. Which one is it? One of the, I feel like it wasn't Bella. It's like one of the sisters or something, or maybe it was Bella. I don't know, but basically it's like they're coming up. Okay, so Madison, maybe you can help me out with this, but they're like creating this like energy force field and then they like, it like turns off, right? So it's like, oh, this is it, this is it. And then it's off. The work about creating celebrity energy is learning how to turn it on 
and then amplify it and amplify it and amplify it and amplify it. That's why when you are in a grocery store and you see a celebrity, they're just kind of like floating. They're just like in a different world. You can feel that they're someone famous, even if you don't actually know who they are. That's that celebrity energy. So, and it's, it, again, it is a protective thing. Now, obviously there are stalkers, there are things like that, but that's a lot less common than you think. Most of the time, our brains are telling us that we're not going to be physically, un, that we will not be physically safe because we're, it's trying to keep us safe. Also, just as a shout out, because I know that I keep getting this on my TikTok. So many of y'all don't know this, but I have a podcast. It's called the How to Be Famous podcast. And I actually specifically talk about that fear of physical safety in, I want to say it's like day four of a challenge that I recently did. If you haven't done the 10 day challenge, go and do that. The podcast is fire. Thank you. I love my podcast. It is so fun. Okay. We have 99 messages on here. Yay. Y'all love the podcast. Thank you. I'm live streaming on Zoom. Okay. Bella, her van. Okay. So this is the answer. So Bella, her vampire quote unquote powers were a shield. No other vampire could use their powers on her, but she could use her shield to protect other people by extending it outwards. Yes. I want you to imagine what if that is true of celebrity energy too, that it is a protective force field that protects you. It also creates, and I kind of like this idea of like, you can shield it by extending it outward. You can shield others. What if that's the same for you with celebrity energy? It's, it's like, you know, you're becoming a magnet, right? And remember magnets, it's like the stronger that you become a magnet, the stronger the repellent is going to be as well. So that means that the people who are right for you are going to be attracted to you and that people who are not are going to be repulsed by you. So this literally is something that, it, again, it comes back to safety. It comes back to being so confident and setting these energetic boundaries of like, this is okay, this is not. And look at, again, your family, your friends, yourself, your money, your partners, which of those need some boundaries? Which of these places in your life? And sometimes we don't even fucking see it, okay? Like, I just want to say this. Another thing is I had a celebrity doula. It was the craziest story that I manifested. It it was insane. I have to bring her on my podcast and she'll just like, we'll, together we'll talk about my birth. I always just thought birth is just bad. It's just hard. That newborn phase, postpartum, I literally was just like, I'll be depressed. I'm not going to have support. I'm going to like hate it. I'm going to hate my body, all of these things, because that's what society has just conditioned me to see. I've also seen all of my sisters go through, through postpartum depression, things like that. So I just was like, this is the status quo. It wasn't until I questioned that and until I thought, mm, maybe I could do something else. Maybe I could do something better. Maybe I actually could be supported. What ended up happening, y'all, is that I set this energetic boundary that I will not be a mom who is so sleep deprived that she cannot take care of her baby. I was like, that is a literal, and this is going to sound like, it's one of these things where when you get it, you're like, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And if you don't, it sounds like woo-woo magic. I energetically told the universe, told God, angels, universe, I am not okay for that. That does not work for me. And I, and it's this work, right. Of also saying, first off, I want something different. Second of all, I'm worthy of that. I'm deciding. And what helped me was, and this is, I think for a lot of y'all too, is it was easier for me to get behind my baby deserves a mom who's well-rested than for me to say, I'm worthy of sleep. That was easier for me. And yet when I decided that I literally got to a point in my body where I was like, no, I, this is happening. I'm, I will not struggle through this. I will not like that is not happening. I 
shit you not. I was on my baby moon. I was sitting in Mexico and I was laying on this little pool chair and I literally, it was like an hour after I made that decision and I sat in that frequency, I got an email from my banker who found an additional $20,000 for me. Literally, quote unquote, out of nowhere. They were, it was from, I was selling an apartment and we had already run all of the numbers. We had, we knew exactly how much each realtor was getting. We knew how much taxes were. We knew how much the escrow costs were. We knew literally everything. And the, the, it was actually, I think it was my lawyer. She's like, I have no idea where this came from, but we got this check. It is $20,000 of cash. So what I ended up doing with that was I invested in it to help. I ended up having a home birth. I ended up which again, I want to bring Lori on to talk about it. If any of y'all are considering birth, I, I have so like at some point, I, I like want to have a platform about helping women have empowering births because mine was so transformative for me. Like I said, my soul contract with my child changed my whole life. But again, it sounds overly simple, but it came down to me energetically declaring that I was worthy of something different. I was that there was something different and that I was worthy of it. That's going to be the exact same thing. And those are those energetic boundaries. And when you shift them, things are going to start to happen. So whether it is your friends, you have to get to the place that you can energetically decide I'm actually worthy of having a better friend group. It's actually like, that's actually something that I'm entitled to. And that takes first off being able to see that something's uncomfortable. And even when, you know, for me with birth, I didn't even consider an option that it could be, that it could look any different. So that was the first thing. And then the second thing was that I'm worthy of having it. So look at these five things, right? With your family, with your, obviously you can't change your family, but you can change your dynamic with your family. My mom is an incredible example of this where, you know, she is still Mormon and yet she and I have a beautiful, fantastic relationship. It is better than it has ever been the more authentic I am with myself, right? That like, it doesn't really make sense. I mean, obviously my mom's just like a loving person, but like, if you were just to look at all of the facts from it, you, someone could say, oh, I bet you guys don't have that great of a relationship. And yet that's not true. It's way better now when I am more authentic because I decided that that was a dynamic that I wanted to shift. Now, obviously that could be different if you have an abusive family, something like that, but then it might come down to saying, I deserve something better. I'm going to create something better. And that's going to start by me setting a boundary that like, this is the kind of relationship that's not okay with me. And, and it might be setting boundaries, not telling your family certain things, not attending certain events, not talking to them at certain times, not communicating with them at certain times. I don't know. I don't know your family. And I'm obviously not a proponent of cutting off your family unless they're, you know, actively hurting you. But look at your family, look at your friends, deciding I am worthy of better friends, looking at your relationship with yourself. You deserve to have a healthy body. You deserve to have a like happy body. You deserve to have your needs met with money. The same thing. You deserve to have your bills paid. Imagine how much more of an impact you could make if you didn't struggle with money. That's what you need to root into, right? The more money I have, the more impact I'm able to make. I'm able to, like, one of my beliefs about myself is that when I'm in charge, people win. At this point, I have one, two, three, four, five employees. And, like, they're always, like, I love working with you. I know that they do. And I know that, like, you know, they feel good about the amount of money that they're making. I'm able to support them. We support each other. It's mutually beneficial. And the more that I grow, the more that I'm going to be able to help and employ more people. Same thing with your partners. What are, are there things that you need to look at and say, this is okay, this is not. And like, 
and again, this is not necessarily about cutting people out. It's about creating a new container for people to opt into. It's about saying, I have an entire episode about boundaries on my podcast. I think it's called boundaries and difficult conversations. When you set a boundary, you get to say, this is okay. And this is not. And then you get to let people opt back in. And if they choose not to, then, you know, they were never meant to be in your life or they were, they were never meant to continue in your life. Okay. After disappointment, I have trouble believing that there are other opportunities. I have trouble believing that another bus will come. So yeah, Anna Maria, this is just the work, right? It's the processing the, and tell me if you've gone through, I just have like one more minute. So if you're able to answer before I hop off, then I'm happy to answer. But like, I don't know if you've gone through the course, cause I can definitely like kind of guide you on what to, what parts to look at, but really what, what's like not yet. Okay. So yeah, what you need to do is process that disappointment. So your brain thinks that that disappointment is helpful. So it's going to want to hang on to those feelings, but what's happening is it, the, that disappointment is actually creating a chemical imbalance in your body. It increases adrenaline, it increases cortisol and your body, like it increases those fight or flight hormones that are literally like, we need to move. We need to mobilize, right? When you have that happening, your brain is like, no, there's more opportunities. And your body is like, no, there's not. We're so disappointed. So there's an imbalance. There's this like tug of war. This is internal war zone in your body where it just gets stuck. And that's because those emotions haven't processed. So what I would encourage you to look at, of course, you can go through my course to self-made celebrity or join me in this, the is my entrepreneurship course still available? Yes, it is. Send me a DM if, if it's not on my link tree because I know it wasn't, but then I meant to add it back on, but I still am selling it. So yeah, sorry, but that's good to know that it's it might not be on there. But yes, it is. And also just for those of y'all, if you're buying right now, I'm moving over my email platform. If for some reason you don't get the email or the email with like the links, send us an email and we'll send it right to you. I'm really sorry about that. It should be fixed in the next couple of days, but yeah, I do still sell that one. So yeah, Anna Maria though, you need to process those emotions of the disappointment and get to the place that you feel safe releasing those. Okay, y'all, this has been so much fun. I am so grateful for y'all for being here. I'm sorry I didn't get to answer any questions on the someone says name one person with zero safety net, zero opportunity that you helped con game, zero science. I love that. Hello, smile. I'm going to block you. I love this, y'all. Okay, see, here's what happens is that people with no following are always the ones that are like, you're fake. You're a scam. <laughs> so silly. Okay, thanks, y'all, for being here. It's been so fun, and I will talk to y'all later. Bye. And that's a wrap on another episode of How to Be Famous. If you found today's episode to be helpful, then make sure to subscribe and leave me a review or tag me on Instagram at Whitney Uland. Your feedback helps me to continue making empowering content. And if you're ready to be the next big thing and you want to take this work even deeper and work with me directly to become a self-made celebrity, then head to the link in the show notes where you can learn how to coach with me directly. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or gossip, then feel free to slide into my DMs. They are always open. I'm at Whitney Uland on TikTok and Instagram. I always love hearing your stories, celebrations, and wins. And remember, this is not about fame for fame's sake. It's about making a positive impact, bringing your dreams to life, and inspiring people along the way. Stay inspired, stay ambitious, and most importantly, stay true to your authentic self. Until next time, I'm Whitney Uland, and this is How to Be Famous with Whitney Uland.